Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Oh, man, you know this is an issue that's resonating far beyond the Big Ten footprint. You heard there from Mel Kuyper Jr. You normally hear about him when we're talking about quarterback controversies, not Big Ten controversies. Then you heard from Peter Burns, who works for the SEC Network, and you know that league is always going tit-for-tat with the Big Ten, and then our own Shanae Ogumake weighing in, saying the most obvious thing, but the most, I think, important point it is all about the money, and that's what Jay has been saying from the start. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive. All about the Benjamins, baby. Indeed, no matter what. The bottom line is indeed the bottom line, as they say. This is Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. That might be Key's favorite thing we utter throughout the four hours. You guys are uttering big time, hitting us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. You guys are hot. First hour of the program. You can go grab the podcast if you missed it. Waking up early this morning. The guys are hot in Ohio State, and so are you. Our Dr. Pepper Twitter question, simply put, on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, does Ohio State deserve to be in the playoff? Early returns. 56% of you have said an emphatic no. Let's get into some of the thoughts, guys. Let's go rapid fire. Why? This is interesting. This is very good. So we asked you this morning, should they get in? And then to Jay's point, why? So when you tweet us or call us at 888-SAY-ESPN, give me the why, give me the N, yes, no, and then tell us why. Guys, let's rapid fire, go through some of our listeners and get your thoughts. At Thin Lenny, hit us up. At Thin Lenny. Thin Lenny. Thin Lenny. Are they good? Yes. How do we know? We don't. They've only played a few more games than me. That's that's the whole what, point. What? Like you really just, I mean, you could look at some of the ways that they played and whether it was taking care of Nebraska in the second half or running away from it or whether it was shellacking uh, uh, Michigan State, almost here, Mississippi State, Michigan State, and just annihilating them. You could, but what is Michigan State? Right. So you, when you look at it, you're like, I see some stuff, but I, I would have liked to have seen. A few more games. That's all. Just a few more games. And maybe, you know what really would convince me? If they could have gone outside and played a Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Then I would have been like, okay, yeah, for sure. I would have been 100% in. Now I'm kind of like, well, what is that? What does that mean? I would have liked to have done a lot of things in 2020 that I can't do, damn it. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is the world that we live in. We knew things were going to be unfair. Now, once again, the Big Ten has dropped the ball a ton of times here. They did it because I thought they should have been able to work with other conferences to play non-conference games, at least one. Yeah, I, I would have loved that. to have seen Ohio State play against Texas A&M. I would have loved to have seen it. But the problem is you put that blemish on your record if you lose to A&M. Now you're really out. So why do it, right? Oh, I agree. Yeah, it doesn't and make then, sense for them to do it, especially if they're going to get it anyway. And then if you sign – okay, so if, 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 if I'm the – the commissioner would make that decision, right? Or the athletic directors. For what? For them to play outside the conference. Yeah, it would have to be a rule collectively brought in by the AD. So you'd have to get all 14 guys to agree to do that or get okay. a certain percentage. So it's not as easy as putting the stamp on. On the other side, think about something with Texas A&M. You always want to play a game where the upside is greater for you. If Both you play Texas them, A&M, yeah. they want to play that game yeah. because exactly. that can help them vault. For Ohio State, you lose you that game. You ain't got nothing in it. It's like if I lose to Texas A&M, there's nothing in it for the conference. Correct. And but, if I play – one of these bad teams that's just – if I go and I play Oklahoma State and I just just beat them down, everybody's going to say, well, you've been doing that in the Big Ten. Same, same type of team. But I just don't understand. It doesn't make sense. It, it's so hypocritical because in one way you're saying, hey, we just changed the rule 
from six to five games to get you into the Big Ten championship, but we can't change the rule for you to play a non-conference opponent. So we, we can make it adjustable when we want to do so. Well, because the, the sixth game is within the conference, right? Which is the sixth game, meaning the championship game. Yeah. Means Northwestern, which they're going to win. Exactly. Which gets them into exactly. They're going to play Northwestern. That's a six win, and now you can say, okay, we got six. But what if? Just what if though? Mm -hmm. What if the college football playoff committee go, eh? We're not going to put them in. I mean, what if they just do that? That could happen. Florida beats Alabama. Florida beats Alabama, and then Clemson barely gets by Notre Dame. You have two teams in from ACC and two teams in from SEC. What if they do that? It's possible. It's possible. It's certainly possible. Also, consider this point. I mm. want to fire off a tweet here. Hang Uh-oh. tight. Give me 20 seconds. Here we go. Twitter. You think he's hot this morning? He's going to get real hot mm-hmm. in 20 mm-hmm. seconds. Hang on. Hit for this. I just want to Uh-oh. say one thing that's important is if Ohio State were to roll Northwestern or beat them slightly, whatever the case would be, they would be a conference champion. And it has been put out there by our playoff insider, Heather Dinich, and the committee at large since the playoff began in 2014. When two teams are comparable, you do take the conference championship into account, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have that conference championship by hook or by crook, however Ohio State gets it, if the words 2020 Big Ten champion are next to the words the Ohio State Buckeyes, if they get into a situation with the committee where they're a hair better, a hair behind another team, indecipherable to try to figure out who's better, that conference championship would mean something. You ready to go, Keith? At yeah, what's Mr. up? Talk to me. Mitch. 0424 at Mr. Mitch 0424. Keep the calls coming. We're going to go to the calls in just a second. Here we go. Does Ohio State deserve to be in the playoff? Yes, they should be in because they don't vote based on feelings. They vote on who's the best. Ohio State would beat USC by 30, and Keyshawn knows it. That's facts. I mean, they might beat us. Who knows? I, this is not a USC thing. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't say anything about USC. I'm talking about five games, and I'm talking about what I saw with my eyes in the teams, their opponents, and who they played. That's it. So, and I don't know that they could beat USC by 30. What's his name? Uh, Mr. C or whatever. What, what was his Mr. name? Mr. Mitch 0424. Yeah, Mr. Mitch. C, great hotel in New York. If you're yeah, Mitch. Mr. C's, yes. Really good downtown. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Tim but, and Nebraska. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say Jay. real no, quick, too. Ahead, yeah. It also helps. You know, the committee obviously had shown or made the precedent that out of sight, out of mind, right? So Cincinnati, I can't remember the last time they played, essentially, but they dropped in the rankings, and Iowa State is ahead of them in the rankings because they haven't played for a while. Your team. My team, the Cyclones. There you go. I mean, so obviously, look, not only getting the Big Ten championship game, but getting another game that the committee can see. We heard them say when they saw Ohio State beat Michigan State, well, well, we saw them beat Michigan State. Even though Michigan State is not good, they looked really good. Look, it was a dominant win. That's what they want to see. Indeed. Iowa State looking for their first conference championship Whatever. since 1912. They'll take on Oklahoma. I didn't mean to take you down a negative route with Iowa State. No, it's just, like, it's just ridiculous, though. It's ridiculous. All Five right. games. Whatever. Tim, Tim in Nebraska on ESPN Radio. Ohio State in, out of the playoff. Do they oh, deserve to be Nebraska in fan. or out? What do you got? Even though I'm a Nebraska fan, they deserve to be in. Okay, and the Tim. reason is is because they are one of the top four best teams in the country. The pro- this is not an Ohio State problem. This is not a Big Ten problem. And this is not even a Kevin Warren problem. This is the playoff committee's problem. They knew from the get-go, once they started football, not all of these teams were going to have played the equal amount of games. The playoff committee completely screwed up here. They should have allowed eight teams in. And then, key USC would probably get in also if they go undefeated. This is completely on the playoff committee and their fault. Until they change their black and white words that they have, 
that they do not state it is the top four teams. They state it is the most deserving team. That's where we want to run into a problem. Tim, this falls on the on the committee. Yes. I'm with you, Tim. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Tim. I never even thought about expanding the. You know, I never even thought about expanding it, given the fact like Jay's been harping on for so long now. 2020 is not the same. You got to do things differently. They probably should have increased the amount of teams to go into it as a sort of kind of like Major League Baseball did on a look-see on the DH and some of the things that they did, kind of like the NBA did. Just play with it to see what it looks like for the future. Use this year as an experimental year to do some things. That, Tim is right there. Tim's I'm, on it. I'm, I'm okay, Tim, keep going in, Tim. pleasantly surprised at our caller there. I'm, this is, he has they, helped me. I, I think, look, the Big Ten Conference dropped the ball. They have. Kevin Warren dropped the ball to a degree. I get it. But Tim is also right here with the college football playoff committee because I, I think it is a chance they could have put some intrigue into it. Yeah. And also they could have made a lot more money if you expanded to eight. Is it too late? Zoom in. Oh, far now, too now late. Now it's far too late. Too late. Also, it? keep in mind. How? Why? Well, there's a couple things. Number one, the committee would have to agree to do it. That would be tough. Because That'll take would, four years to figure it out. Correct. Because at that point, there's Essentially. A, Jay always talks optics. There's an argument to be made here that the last thing we want to do is play more games as the coronavirus oh, is getting true. worse, right? Yeah, you don't true. want to put more games. But we're going to keep games. playing games, though. We are we, we'll play keep games. playing, but we don't want to play more. Major League Baseball expanded the playoffs, but they only had a 60-game regular season. We weren't going 162 plus an expanded playoff. I think at this particular point, college football wants to minimize the number of games. I think I can speak for the company. ESPN would love to see the playoff expand, right? They would love that. Fans would love it. But I think there is a certain barrier there and right now. Put it a bubble together. Let's go. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to be. I don't want to be like Debbie Downer here. But there is that aspect there for sure. On the way, take it or shake it. One of the questions. How about this? After this putrid start, are the Cowboys no longer America's team? Take it or shake it. Yes or no on that big question. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Not as self-explanatory as our other fun game, fill in the blank, but this is pretty much just as easy, okay? Take it's like we want this, shake it. We're going to throw this out the window, and we're going to start with the team whose season is already out the window. That would be the Dallas Cowboys. Take it or shake it is brought to you by Granger. Fellas, here we go. 
after this terrible start. Aikman, by the way, mm-hmm. just ripped him on the broadcast. I don't know if you saw that on Tuesday night. I mean, he was I mean, a Cowboy legend despondent over what's going on with the team. Uh, I so, fell asleep during the broadcast. I'm sorry, Cowboys. <laughs> Their play probably initiated what? that. What? That's for sure. But Troy was hot. Here we go. The Cowboys are no longer America's team. Fellas, take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake it. They're still self-proclaimed America's team. There's no question about it. They just are not very good. And I think when you look at where it's at, they've got to fix this thing. Jerry's got to move on from Coach McCarthy. I, I, I just feel bad for Coach McCarthy and Jerry and them. And Steven really wants it to work. But they've got to wake up at the end and say, I got to move on from this. This is not what we want. They moved the, they flexed the Cowboys out and put in the Browns and the Giants. Mm. They flexed them out of Sunday's game mm. for the Browns and the Giants. Wow. When has that ever happened? Never. That the Cowboys would not be on a Sunday night NBC matchup. There's Great no point. doubt. For that the Browns. They, Great point. There's no doubt that they're still America's team because Dak Prescott is America's guy. Like, and I got to be honest with you, I'm a Giants fan. And I root for Dak Prescott. Do right by Dak Prescott. You will continue to be America's team. Hate to keep going on this one, but no matter who Dallas is playing, ever since I was a kid, I've always watched them play. Have to. It just... It's what it is. And thanks to Dak, I'm going to get my Oikos yogurt here uh, in the commercial break. Okay, here we go. Doesn't sound good. No, no. Greek yogurt, thick yogurt. Here yeah, we go. Thick yogurt. USC it's... deserves to be. Uh, of course, why, this why are we even doing that. this? Why are we deserves doing Deserves to be in the college football playoff. Uh, take it or take it. No, is it take it or shake it? <laughs> take it. Shake it. Of course they deserve to be in that conversation. They're the only other undefeated Power 5 team that's still left Hanging around. Yeah. I mean, they're you know they're the only ones. And I know we 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 struggled against Arizona State, which is a good team led by Herm Edwards and in in Marvin Lewis on the defensive side of the ball. We struggled against Arizona. We won that game. We took care of Utah in Utah when no one really expected us to win that game. We ran through Washington State. So we're we're winning our football games. There's no different than Ohio State and what Ohio State is doing. It's that we got a late start. I get it. I understand it. And people fall asleep on us. <laughs> I'm really shocked at this age that you're still cashing those checks from USC. Oh, boy. You always go to the well, but it always works. There's <laughs> a lot of water in that well. Wait, There's a lot of water in that well. Because of all the Duke anger that he throws my way, and I'm supposed to take it, I give him a little jab, then he gets quiet. I never because see Keyshawn get quiet. Because I don't want to go there with you when everybody <laughs> who's listening in their cars and watching us on ESPN2 right now know damn well that Duke pays their basketball players. Uh, what, what are we talking about on a monthly retainer basis? Oh, boy. It's go curious. To, you... Go to the next. <laughs> go to the next, please. It feels like is, a mini Is OTL. it going into S-Corp or an LLC? <laughs> Tax liability. Will you just, go, Zubin? <laughs> right. Jared Goff, not a liability, not a limited liability company. He's such an Ohio State fan. His parents went to Ohio State, but he decided that Duke was paying more. Go ahead. As you said. Welcome back to the show, Keyshawn. All that money. Jared Goff, fellas, tonight, Thursday Night Football, Pats Rams. Jared Goff will lead the Rams to a Super Bowl win. Not a Super Bowl. He's obviously been to a Super Bowl. Jared Goff lead the Rams to a Super Bowl win in the next five years. I take that. Take I take it. Take it. take it all day long. I think Jared Goff has the ability to do it. Again, it just goes back to the turnovers. You know, if you look at his historical number, you look at his numbers, he's, a, he's on a historical pace, MVP-type pace, uh, 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 Super Bowl MVP-type pace, Hall of Fame pace. When you put everything together, 
He just got to cut down the turnovers at the wrong time. That's that's all. Sean McVay's a good coach. They got great players, man. They really do. They got a good team. Quick tangent for you, Key. Uh, Terry Bradshaw the other day said that he will let go of Jared Goff and he wants Matthew Stafford. Anything to say about that? I don't. I don't respond. Not a believer. T- in I that. don't respond to what Terry Bradshaw says. All right, moving on. Next one. More Thanks, NFL. Terry. <laughs> Doug Peterson will not be coaching the Eagles at this time next year. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake, shake it. it. He certainly will be the coach. He's a good coach, man. He just things didn't work out for Carson Wentz this year, and in or the team for that matter. And I think you look at it. He's just. You know, here's a guy that was just in the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl three years ago. So, you ready to part ways? No. Maybe next year, but you got to run it back. Unless he just decides, I want out. I don't want to be a part of this because I got an opportunity to go somewhere and take on another challenge. But I think Doug does a good job. He knows what to do, and he's going to re re-energize himself for next year. Yeah, the way he's handled the whole Carson Wentz situation, I mean, I- I've been saying it the whole time. I think Jalen Hurts should have got an opportunity, but – at the end of the day, he's going to get that leniency because he did win a Super Bowl, and we'll see what happens next year. Speaking of the Eagles, okay, it's, it's the word the fellas don't like, but for the purposes of this conversation, we're going to do it back-to-back here. Carson Wentz is a bust. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake, shake it. it. He's not. He's, he's only in his fifth year in the National Football League. How are you going to be a bust in fifth year? He's got a number of wins. He's played well at times. He just have had a bad streak. He's not a bust. Not a bust at all. No, he's done enough. To not be a bust. You guys know that I'm a pretty respectful guy. To anybody that calls any NFL player or any athlete a bust, stop it. Well. Shut up. No. He, I mean, look, it's not panning out. Just not I'll right be now. The, I'll be the bust that makes $100 million. Call me a bust all you want. <laughs> How many starting quarterbacks are there in the NFL? Okay, he may not pan out, be the great quarterback you thought he was. He's not a bust. He made it to the league. He's part of the point zero five percent. Maybe this in, maybe this benching energizes him and in bus. If please. if Jalen Hurts for some reason plays like Carson Wentz has in the last several games, in these next couple starts, Wentz gets back in and he it turns a new leaf. Maybe that happens. Who knows? But he's not a bust. Hundred million dollar bust. Good point. All right, last one. But this, and I know where Jay's going to go on this because the word bust is going to come up again. Oh, again. But this one might test your patience just a little bit because okay. of who we're going to. Mitch Trubisky is a bust. Take it or shake it. He's, uh, shake it. Shake, shake it. it. Yeah. Again, he's not a bust yet. He will become a bust as he starts to bounce around the league and not become a starter and becomes a, a, a serviceable backup. It, then he would be a bust deemed on where they drafted him at in the second, first round, second pick. That's the only way he becomes a bust. Guy just isn't a bust because it hasn't worked out in three seasons with the Chicago Bears. You know how I feel about or bust. Or four seasons with the Chicago Bears. You know how I feel about the word bust. But can we just replace the name Mitch Trubisky with Matt Nagy? Okay, let's do it. Extra, extra one. Take it or shake it. Matt Nagy is a coaching bust. Take it or shake it. Take it! Yeah, Matt Nagy is a coaching bust. Yes, he is a coaching bust. I don't bust. want to hear about him being a bust. No, yeah. Because okay. when I when, when, when I think about it, though, man, and this is all honesty, if I, if I crown you as an offensive genius and an offensive mind and an innovator Adam and, Gase? It, and you don't do any of that, hmm. how can you be? If I say you're a great defensive coordinator and you're getting 50 hung on you every week, how could that be? If I tell you, oh, my God, you're the next great sports talk host and you're terrible, really terrible, how could that be? 
Like, how could it be? You're a bust. Now you are really a bust because you haven't shown me anything. Zero, nada, nothing. So there's a checklist and nothing has been checked off. Nothing. Nothing. Zero. You went to the playoffs in your first year like a lot of coaches do in their first year. A lot of coaches win in their first year. Then that team all of a sudden takes on that personality and it becomes something different. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is always there to help. <clears throat> Call, click Granger.com slash safety or just stop by. Here's a question for you that I've often wondered. So you're Ryan Pace. You draft somebody like Mitch Trubisky. Everybody makes mistakes. We all know it's more of a art than a science with the draft. But I look at it as somebody like Rod Marinelli. I believe he was the guy that led the Lions to an 0-16 record. Yes. I don't think you can ever hire that guy again as a head coach, even if he is a decent head coach, because you can't bring Love that to your Rod. fan base, right? See, you're asking me about Rod. You're going down the wrong path. Okay, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not questioning his bona fides as a coach. I'm just saying, if I'm an owner, can I bring this guy no. out in front of my fan base no. and say, we just hired an 0-16 coach to turn around our franchise? No. How do you sort of recover if you're a GM like Ryan Pace and you make that Trubisky call in light of Watson and Mahomes? I mean, it just feels like sometimes it's well, a Well, I got other of, hits, You make though. one bad decision, it could be a torpedo-type move. No, but I got other hits. I can point to other hits. I can point to Allen Robinson. Though, right? I, that's a big miss. It's a franchise setback. But I can point to other uh, successful transactions that I've made. The problem is, is I can't have too many... Mitch Trubisky's. If I make one too many Mitch Trubisky's, then I'm, it's doomsday, right? I mean, but I can point to the Khalil Mack trade, or I can point to the signing of this player or the drafting of that player. You can point to a handful of guys, but the one that stands out to m- the most is Mitch Trubisky. So Ryan Pace could lie, which I'm sure he'll be doing on somebody's radio show at some point about Jeez. whose fault it was. I mean, you know, that's – come on, man. Come on now. No, I, if, if I'm well, a general manager, I ain't going down with you. No, I understand. <laughs> I'm going to say it's your fault. I gave you the player. You didn't develop him, so I had to fire you. This is where I think So I me- get two hires. This is where I think he's messed up, though, because we asked Dave Kaplan, who does a big-time radio show for our affiliate there in Chicago, and we were talking about this for Ryan Pace, the fact that he hasn't been honest or frank with the fans. Like, I don't think fans recognize how he thinks or who he is because he hasn't allowed himself that accessibility to convey those type of thoughts. And that, and that and look, for the most part, a lot of personnel people in the National Football League, unlike the NBA, they don't talk. They just kind of want to hide behind closed doors. Well, you can in, in cities like Chicago or New York. I, I, or, I understand that, but they, they have this. It, it's in the book. Don't talk to the media. Page 1,346. Yeah, it's in the book. It's in the coaching manual. Don't talk to the media. Hide and hope you close your eyes and it goes away. That's kind of what they do. They don't like getting out in front and addressing, confronting the problem because they don't have answers for it, right? But they got answers for it when it goes well. Oh, yeah, well, I drafted him. You know, he's really great. But when it goes bad, they can't explain why it went bad. I would be a guy that would say, look, I, you know, I, I thought – must, much like many other personnel people in this league, that Mitch Trubisky was going to work out and be great, so we moved up to get him. It didn't work out, therefore we didn't exercise his fifth-year option. We moved on. Hopefully I get it right this time. That's how you address it. We'll see what happens. On the way, a two-time if Super Bowl. Hopeful. <laughs> hopeful. yes. Extremely hopeful. Two-time Super Bowl champion here in one minute to tell us why the Eagles feel so far removed from that last Super Bowl. But first, it's Sports Center. 
Good morning. The Big Ten made a big rule change yesterday, I'm sure you heard, eliminating the six-game minimum requirement to participate in the championship game. So it'll be Ohio State out of the east, northwestern, out of the west on Saturday, December 19th at high noon, noon Eastern time. We'll see if the Bucks can win that. Many expect them to roll over a bunch of fighting Reese Davises, and if they can do it, (laughs) if they can do it, we'll see if they find themselves in the playoff the very next day. Obviously, LSU rolled through the playoff last year. They've imposed a one-year bowl ban for 2020. How convenient. Yes, call me cynical, but they're 3-5 and and having a terrible year, and they obviously have an improper booster payment scandal going on, among (laughs) other things. (laughs) Improper. Yeah, what conference is that? The Strength Everywhere Conference, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying the SEC. So this would be a convenient year, perhaps, to say, we'll see you next year. And the story that continues to boggle the mind, James Harden needing now six straight negative COVID-19 tests. Let me say that again. James Harden needing six straight negative COVID-19 tests before being cleared to join the Rockets. He showed up Tuesday. Everybody else decided to show up when they were supposed to on Sunday. Why is it six? The NBA requires three negative tests, but because you may have heard Harden was partying in Vegas and Atlanta, a lot of pictures out there. With your homie. With no mask on. Little baby? Not little. Lil. Little. 100,000. Lil. Give me those honey buns Cash. as well. So you got to go six hundred thousand dollars and honey buns. That's what we want here. Six straight negative tests. We'll see. Sports Center brought to you by Indeed. Are you hiring? You need Indeed. Indeed immediately delivers quality candidates from our resume database. When you upgrade your job post, it's that simple. Receive $75 sponsored job credit on your first post at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. What do the next four weeks mean now for the quarterback position here in Philly? Right now, they really just need to win a game. What do you think of Carson Wentz's future in the NFL moving forward? Oh, his future is right. We're going to go mm. quick no huddle here with Damian Woody, the two-time Super Bowl champion. He's got a busy morning. Let's get right to it. He joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Proof is brought to you by Pennzoil. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas, giving you unbeatable engine protection. Proof's in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Damian, good morning. What are you expecting from Jalen Hurts Sunday? I expect a rough start, man. I mean, you know, your, your first start against the best, to me, the best defense in the National Football League in the New Orleans Saints. Um, it'll be good for him to get a, a, a full week of all the reps and, and all of that. But, man, this, this Philadelphia Eagles offense is so discombobulated um, and just lacking a bunch of weapons. And uh, to go against that, that Saints defense, it's going to be a tall, tall task on Sunday for him. Being an offensive lineman and knowing that you got a new starter at quarterback, how difficult is it for you from a Caton standpoint and understanding – all of those things. Okay, yeah, I mean that those little nuances does make a difference, you know, because there's different cadence between Wentz and, and Hertz, and so that's what you got to get used to in the week of practice. You know, you also got you know a guy that, that that's, that's a little bit more mobile back there. Um, so it's all offensive alignment as you're blocking. You know, sometimes those guys tend to disengage when they see the quarterback moving around. Um, so you got to be cognizant of that. So. There are little there are little differences in, in their games that as the offensive lineman you gotta be aware of. When you look at it, Damon, did the NFL follow the right protocols this past Tuesday? Was it Monday or two? Whatever it was, one of those games. My mind is messed up. Uh with the Dez Bryant situation. Well, I mean, listen, Key, there's there's, there's obvious concerns, right? Because you got Dez Bryant. I think in the pregame he was embracing, you know, people from the Cowboys and 
and, uh, and, and some of his teammates and to, and to come back with a positive test right, you know, right before kickoff, it makes you, it makes you question, you know, it, going back to player safety again. You know, here's a guy that came back with a positive test, and he was out there, um, you know, in contact with, with, with a bunch of people within, uh, with both organizations. So that, that's, a, that's a big question that I think the NFL needs to answer. D. Wood, if you were playing in today's game, how would you balance a situation like that, player safety, as opposed to just keep playing like nothing's ever happened? Well, listen, I, I, for me, I have a unique case. My wife, she has uh, autoimmune disease. So, you know, it would just be um, – it, it would definitely be um, heightened for me. I think the best thing – the thing I said from, right from the beginning was you have to be – as players, you got to be selfish. Um, you can't put yourselves – uh, in, 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 type, in any type of bad, potentially bad situation outside of the facility. And I just think you just got to be as careful as possible knowing that you, you also play a contact sport, so you're going to be in contact with, with all these other players and you don't know what they're doing. Mm. Um, so it, it's definitely a, a, a balancing act. But listen, at the end of the day, guys want to get paid. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, so you're going to go out there and go out there and, and get that paycheck. Fair enough. Damien, we know you got to run. You got to be on SportsCenter in just a few minutes. Appreciate your perspective and enjoy Thursday night football tonight. It's a, it's a day that ends in why football is being played, right? Thanks very much. All right. Thank you, guys. Right, D-Wood. Is it a game tonight? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it was Tuesday, when did they play? It was Wednesday. It was Monday. I'm like, two games. I just Monday. know, games every I just know they Tuesday. played and nobody played Wednesday. That's all I, I know. I forgot who played on Monday. Yeah, we had two games Monday, including your great call of the Washington football team. Ah. Well, that's why I was like, when did Baltimore play? What Tuesday. day was that? Yeah, it was Tuesday. On about, a Tuesday. How about this, guys? Looking ahead. Think about the primetime slate here over the next few games. Thursday night, tonight, you got the Rams and the Pats. Obviously an important game for both. We've discussed it throughout the morning. Mm-hmm. You kind of understand what's at stake for both squads here. One team trying to stay in the playoff mix. The other trying to win their division, get back to the Super Bowl against the team they lost in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. They'll see them there tonight, although both teams look a lot, lot different. They've lost a lot of players on both sides. And then Sunday Ooh. night, you have Pittsburgh and Buffalo under the lights. And then Monday night, you have Baltimore and Cleveland under the lights. you got our Sunday slate for sure. But how about Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night? It's going to be an awesome several next days. For, for now. We got Thursdays to Sunday <laughs> yes. to Monday. We'll look up Day-to-day. by Friday. It'll be like, uh, well, we're going to play another Tuesday night game, and this team is moving. It, you know, See, so. Don't jinx it, Zubin. Don't jinx it. Well, it's been, it's been happening, seems like, every single week. It's not that he's jinxing. No, I, just, I, I know. I know. I just I know. mean, like, it's just keep happening. Can the Pats win out and make the playoffs? You know, it's going to be tough, but I feel like they can. But it's going to be tough, and it starts tonight. If if they, one game at a time, if they do that, and they just go one at a time, one at a time, they're in the fourth quarter now, and they stack up Look them wins. Look at you wins, sounding like a coach, one at a time. If they stack up them wins, then we'll see where they're at, at the, in the end. And, and, and it's, it'll be a, 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 an exceptional job done by the coaching staff as well as the players considering that they're not out there with much they're just they're not can you make the argument go ahead jay i was gonna say just going back to our conversation in the talk to mike reese today you know who who is around the patriots organization a lot he he said they're the most confidence the most confident they've ever been thus far this year but i I think i think no I, i just think hearing him articulate or describe the patriots being that way just understanding they know who they are downhill they're going to pound the ball they're going to do it on special teams 
I, that pays a lot of dividends when you're not trying to get, as you would like to say, Key, sometimes with Jared Goff, you wonder about it. Is he going to get too cute? Is he going to try to do something outside of himself where the Patriots know exactly who they are? Well, that's good coaching, though. You, you settled in and you figured out everything. You go, okay, Cam can throw the football. He proved that against Seattle. He can deliver some things. He can run the ball. But we don't have a whole lot to continue to waste trying to overprove that he can throw the ball as much as we would like. But this game plan shows us with these teams that we can run and beat them up. So why not just do that? Yep. Let me ask you this. Down the stretch, after the Rams tonight, here's the rest of the schedule to see if they can win out. we got to know who they play. It'll be all of a division delight for them after tonight. At the Dolphins, let's just WNL this, and I got one more question about tonight. WL this, Dolphins. We'll see what happens to the Rams tonight. At Dolphins, after the Rams game. It'll be tough. They, they've struggled in Miami in the past, but I think they can win that game. Jay? I think they can win that game. And here's why. Because they're going up against a young quarterback in Tua. They'll then take on another young quarterback that seems to be a little ahead of Tua at this point. They'll host the Bills. That'll be tough, but I think they can win it at home. They almost won it last time. Yeah, that's some payback, but I think that, I mean, look, the Bills have a big game coming up. Um, but I, uh, Sunday. 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 Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Uh, but I, I, I would still have the Bills favored in that game. Closing the season against the Jets. I mean, let's, <laughs> yeah. Just, I, okay. Really? <laughs> just had to throw Why it out to round that? it out. Yeah. Here's the other question for tonight. Nobody wants to play on four days rest. Everybody in the league hates going Monday, Thursday. I mean, the players hate Thursday. I'm not in a locker room, but I've heard every one of them I've ever interviewed say they hate Thursday games. But is this the ideal Thursday scenario if there is such a thing for teams that hate it? You got four days between games. Your body's banged up, but you're not getting on the flight. You're not even leaving the city you just played. If there is such a thing as having a more comfortable Monday to Thursday turn, this seems ideal for the Pats. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm at home. I can't go anywhere. The COVID situation in California is ridiculous. It spikes ridiculous, right? So everything's shut down. You, there are curfews out there. So it's not like you got to worry about your team doing anything that they shouldn't be doing. And all you're doing is watching film. Does that make sense to you? Makes sense, right? We'll see what happens. Belichick actually said since we didn't get on a plane, yeah, it actually you. felt. I wasn't talking like, to you. Oh, man, you sitting over talking, talking to, about rap. I was talking to Zubin. Yeah, because. You got to go to break, and you were taking longer your answer. Because Pat said, keep it short. I kept it short. It was within six seconds. <laughs> Here we go, keeping it short. One of Key's <laughs> NFL Live teammates says Dak needs to get out of Dallas. Is he right with that? For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Dallas Cowboys were an embarrassment on national television again. The big question of the day, what will Jerry do? 
I mean, I think Jerry is probably furious. He's got a last-place team in one of the worst divisions in the history of football. His team, most televised team in football, just flexed out of a Sunday night national television game against the 49ers for the Browns and Giants. That's an unbelievable point made by a guy that follows the Cowboys as closely as anybody, Ed Werder, and it's a point that Key made earlier this morning on the program. The Cowboys mean 20, 30 million viewers, and obviously I think most NFL games can Mm -hmm. garner a significant audience, but the Cowboys are the Cowboys for a reason, and that just shows you how far they've fallen. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests this morning on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, and if you're an NFL fan, hang tight. In less than an hour, Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers will be here. Aaron and Aaron powering the pack once again. That is at 8.45 a.m. I see what you did there. I see what you did. Eastern. Marcus Spears, who is Key's old teammate on NFL Live. We don't condone violence on the show, but sometimes it happens. Why would you throw a piece of paper at me during the broadcast? You see I'm focused on what we're doing next. What did Marcus Spears say? So Marcus Spears, who is Key's teammate on NFL Live, said the other day, look, Dak's great. Dak could have been the future. Dak should be the future. The injury happened, and he said this to our Laura Rutledge on the show the other day. Dak Prescott should want out of Dallas. Off yeah. the top of your head, where would he go? Where would Dak want to go? Oh, 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 uh, it's a team on the West Coast with a coach named Kyle Shanahan Ooh. and a GM named John Lynch. Well, 49ers love action. to have Dak right. Prescott running that mm. offense. The right. San Francisco 49ers. What do you think about that? I mean, Marcus has a great point in terms of the fit, the team in John Lynch and in Kyle Shanahan have certainly shown the football world that they don't have a problem spending money on a quarterback that is unproven. So imagine a proven quarterback, the money that they would spend on him. The problem is, how are you going to get him from Dallas? What are you getting ready? How, like, how are you going to grab him, though, Jay? He can't walk away just in free agency. They're not going to let him walk out of the door. So, you know, you best believe Jerry Jones is not losing Dak Prescott. So I I understand where Marcus is going with it, as I said to him yesterday on NFL Live. I get it. It's cool to talk about, but it's not going to happen. I mean, it just, no, it's not going to happen. But it would be a good fit. Certainly would be a good fit. It feels like we are all having drinks with 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 Swagoo, and, and and that's when you kind of start doing all these plausible scenarios. Like, hey, how about if he were in San Francisco, or how about if he were here? I just the reality of it is that look, Dak played at Texas A and M. You see the, his relationship with Ezekiel Elliott. Everybody in that franchise. I say, look, people might be questioning whether the Cowboys are America's team anymore, but like, you don't question whether Dak Prescott is America's guy. Like, he's America's guy, and he brings that kind of personality and that persona to the Dallas Cowboys. Well, the, the, the one thing that in all of this I want to make sure that we don't get lost is what Marcus was saying is Dak should want to leave, not be around a organization that's – I don't want to call it dysfunctional because Jerry and Steve and him I don't think are dysfunctional, but they certainly haven't displayed that they are – putting the resources behind the talent that they've assembled. Now, the talent has been somewhat depleted, especially the offensive line. Um, that's what he's talking about, that that should, should want to leave, not want to be a part of Mike McCarthy and, and Mike Nolan's, the coaching staff, 
in what they've been able to do because they haven't been able to get it right. That's what he's talking about. And I don't think Dak Prescott is going to want to leave. I think it's just – I don't see it. I don't see where you want to leave the Cowboys in the organization. When I'm the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, I get, we had Roger Starr back on a couple of days ago. Yep. We can go Roger Starr back. We can go uh, uh, Troy Aikman. We can go Romo. We can go Danny White. I mean, it's just – for, for many, many years, when you get it right as the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, everything is right for you. I mean, that's just what it is. Yes, they're struggling right now. They lost their guy, and the team just completely fell apart. If anybody needs to go, Magnolia. it needs to be the head coach and his staff. Just hit the – man, hit the reset button. I'm a billionaire. I got billions. Of, man, $20 million is nothing to Jerry Jones. Or whatever you may owe him, and then you. And if he gets rehired, it's going to be an offset with the team that rehires him. So Key. part ways, go get a dude that can get it done that the players want to play for. I'm Just a, go do it. It's not that difficult. I'm going to use your own logic against you here in this one. Mm-hmm. You um, you have said to me multiple times that state of omission. A guy like Jerry Jones or got these to, executives, though, but don't do that because then you you're admitting to. fault. That's right fine. out of the gate after – listen, after – it's like I go back to even the Clippers. Yeah. Like, I don't Which agree part? with what Steve Ballmer – a lot of parts there <laughs> that we can get into. But I don't agree with Steve Ballmer letting go of Doc Rivers because it happens during COVID. Like, it seems like you should have given another year – for a guy like Doc Rivers. And it almost was the same way for Mike McCarthy. Granted, there's a lot of things that are happening that are wrong, but look at look at what you're dealing with this year. With all the uncertainty, everything that's kind of panned out, you, you got to give him another year to see if if it continues to be this way, and then you fire him. You, you just don't do it this year. You do understand, Jason Williams, that there's 31 other teams dealing with the same situation. I could point to him if you want me to – start to point to some of those teams, whether it's the New England Patriots, same situation. They got COVID. They they still trying to win games and putting quality. But it's different with Hell COVID. The, Bill Belichick has been there forever, and he's won six Super Bowls. I mean, okay, so, so, what okay. does that have to do with anything? I'll leave Bill out of it. There you go. Give me, another, give me Bill, another example. There's a state called California, and there's a city called Santa Clara within the state of California, and the San Francisco 49ers reside there. They're now having to move to Arizona to finish the season okay, because – they're talking but, about letting go of Jimmy Garoppolo. But I'm saying everybody is dealing with situations. They've had to move their entire organization to Arizona in the middle of the pandemic, and what? they're still fielding a competitive football team. I could go on and on. So that's no excuse to write the check. Write the damn check, man, and blow that dude out of there so you can get your team rolling in the right damn direction. How many head coaches have they had at the Dallas Cowboys? Not very I many. Think it's like seven or eight. It's it's just not very many. I don't know the They're number off the happen. top of my head. Nine, but Landry Nine. was there essentially for half the in, in, years. Not going to happen. So was Garrett. Lay out for Zubin. Be quiet, man. Lay <laughs> right. out for Zubin. You be quiet. On the way, Cam, 2021 hat starter. We'll discuss. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.